I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. When it came to the big payday, Dak, you got your money. I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty? That's a kitty. But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Themyscira. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Thank you, Steph Curry, for saving the NBA All-Star Weekend. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this. Sick! Show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day, talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also want to welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Cast Box, and Radio Public. I also want to give a shout out to all my sick listeners over in under the lucky charms Ireland Hong Kong Morocco Sweden Portugal Canada Mexico Pakistan Thailand Germany, don't shame. And yes, these United States of America. I took the liberty. And I had not did this in a while. I said to myself, this is the 75th anniversary of the NBA All-Star Game, and there are a lot of big things and big names that are going to be there, and different things are happening. And I said, I'm going to purpose in my heart that I would watch the whole NBA weekend starting with the skills challenge and you know the three pointers and then of course the dunk contest and then of course the halftime of the NBA All-Star game on Sunday and then watch the game itself and I purposed it in my mind in my heart I popped my popcorn I got my Cheez-Its box cause I like to mix my Cheez-Its with my popcorn along with my nuts I always put my nuts in my popcorn as well as my Cheez-Its. And I said that I'm going to chill in my new digs. And I'm in my new digs. And if you're happening to hear a little bit of echo, it's just because I don't have my backdrop and everything set up just yet. But I am working on it. And it was going to be a great Saturday and Sunday, a whole weekend of sitting there doing nothing but watching the NBA go off. It was in Cleveland. And I said, of course, it's in Cleveland. And you had some Cavaliers. You had 
Jared Allen. You had, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Garland was there. And another one from the Cleveland Cavaliers. You had LeBron, formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers with the Los Angeles Lakers now. And I just knew that this was going to be an all-star game to remember. At least... That's what I thought. I have to say, I was thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed in a lot of what I saw. I was disappointed in a lot of what I heard. I was kind of, well, no, I wasn't kind of disappointed. I was totally disappointed about the slam dunk contest and even the skills contest I'm like okay is that all the skills that it takes to be in the NBA I mean my goodness the three point competition big cat won that one and that was actually good to see I, I, I love seeing that. That, that that one did me good but you know if it wasn't for Carl Anthony Towns that's who Big Cat is for all you who don't know um uh, yeah and then came the dunk contest I honestly can't tell you who won it I honestly don't care who won it. I don't care who participated. There was one guy was like, it was like, okay, yeah, but then they was just, you know, they were doing dunks that I did when I was in high school. And I've been out of high school a long time. I've been out of college a long time. But those were some of the dunks I did back then. So it wasn't nothing new. It wasn't glamorous. It wasn't sensational. It wasn't thrilling. They were giving, you know, tens and nines away like it was going out of style. And the best dunks of the night should have been around about a seven or eight. I'm just going to be real. I was disappointed. But then Sunday came. Somebody say Sunday. Sunday. Say Sunday. Sunday. Sunday came and I once again sat down and I made me a couple of patty melts myself. I had my, you know, cheese. I had my, uh, 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 a little bit of garlic in there. I put uh, some fried onions into it, and I, I, I put some. I made some toast, and you know, with the cheese dripping off of it and everything, and a little bit of, you know, a little mayo, a little thousand islands on, it, and it was really good. And I sat there. I watched the NBA All-Star Game and I watched Steph Curry from the jump shooting from the All-Star logo, shooting from half court, shooting from wherever he wanted to, leaning and going out of bounds, just shooting. And I said to myself, Steph Curry is trying to get the MVP of the All-Star Game, which he ended up doing. Now, People were booing him at first. They was booed. Then they was like, yeah. Then they was like, boo. Then it was like, yeah. They didn't know what they wanted to do. People were just there. 
They, it, it, the crowd didn't seem that excited about the game per se. I've seen more excited crowds before in the NBA game. It was just something different. Now, the crowd was happy about LeBron, and LeBron's team ended up winning the whole thing. I like the new things that they had. You win a quarter. Whoever wins the quarter, 100000 goes to the organizations that they are behind, and it was good to see those kids um, receiving these scholarships, $100,000 apiece uh, uh, for winning it, and then if they won two quarters, you know, by the same team, then um, it would have been 200000 going to that particular organization. I was glad to see all of that. But then when it came down to it, the All-Star game is always what it is. I think final score was like, what, 123 to 110, something like that. It's always what it's always been. Nobody's going to play defense. There were some nasty dunks in there. John Moran had two of them reversed. Nasty dunks. And they was just dunking, just dunking, just dunking. Everybody was dunking. Your turn. Dunk. Dunk here. Dunk there. Dunk there. Dunk there. It was just everybody. Rudy Gobert did a 360 dunk. And the crowd was like, whoa! It was good to see Dirk Nowitzki sitting on the sidelines with Dwayne Wayne and Reggie Miller. Three of the best shooters in the NBA were sitting together with Kevin Summerlin and they were having a great talk. It was great to hear Dirk's voice again on the mic. Uh, they were telling him about you know him playing. He was like, no, no, I don't, I'm not going back out there. I may look like I'm going back out there, but I'm not going back out there. But Dwayne Wade, Reggie Miller, and Dirk Nowitzki, that was the highlight of the night for me. Uh, Luka Doncic uh, was, was the highlight for me as well because you know I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. So there was some good points and there was some good times. Now, I really enjoyed seeing everyone who ever made the NBA All-Star team was out there and there were Hall of Famers out there and there were those who were going to the Hall of Fame and it was extraordinary to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in person again. Uh, Larry Bird was on the, on the teleprompter. Steve Nash was on there. Magic Johnson was on there. Um, but then it was, they, they went through, uh, they showed Kobe. They showed um, uh, different people. And then Shaq was present. Shaq came out there, you know, like big baller, like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. Y'all know me. Shaq Alicia. Shaq. Shaq doing his thing. You know, Shaq Superman. Super Shaq. He was doing his thing, man. You know, and he looked really cool coming out there. Shaq, uh, uh, era, the big Aristotle, the, 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 what he used to call himself. He used to call himself so many names. Shaq Fu. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved the young people giving uh, uh, tribute to the legends. Oscar Robinson still looks good. Um, I was concerned about Carl Malone, though. I have to say, Carl Malone did not look good. Carl Malone looked sick. We need to pray for Carl Malone. Something's going on with him. Seriously. Not saying it to be funny or anything like that. I'm just saying we need to lift Carl Malone up in prayer. Something's going on. He's lost a lot of weight. He did not look like himself. Um, they paid homage to, you know, people like um, 
uh, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, those who have passed on, you know, Nate Archibald, uh, different individuals, man. And for 75 years, we've been having an all-star game. Dr. J. Julius Irving was out there. The crowd went wild when the doc came out. And then the crowd went wild when they saw Magic Johnson on the, on the teleprompter. Then the crowd went off when Michael Jordan came out there. It was like, Roar! And then LeBron came. I remember a time when they were burning LeBron's jerseys. You remember that? But of course he came back to Cleveland and he gave them their first ever NBA championship. And so they welcomed him back with open arms and they he came out there and everybody was like, Rawr! and it was good to see that as well. But in saying all of that, Steph Curry still was the man of the night. Like I said, when I started out, Steph Curry, he saved that NBA game. It was somewhat enjoyable, but he, he it's just like, this dude can't miss, bro. It's like he can't miss. And they were talking about uh, Antetokounmpo. Did I say it right, finally? They was talking about Giannis, and Giannis was basically 17 of 17 from the last time they played, and he went really the first maybe four or five minutes of that first quarter and didn't miss until he got tired. Then he started missing and this streak was over too. So it was some really good things, but it was really good to see the young players get in there, mix it up with the older players. Look, LeBron is an older player now. LeBron's what, 37, 38? This may be his last season. I know it's been speculated, but I know nobody is pretty much said anything about it as far as you know it's not a wrapped up in stone or anything that he's going to retire but I'm looking at LeBron LeBron is enjoying his last days in the NBA I, I, I see the look in his face and it's more like hey man let's give this championship this one last push and let's get her done the last game before the NBA all-star break LeBron James went off he looked like the LeBron James of old. And LeBron has mentioned he would like to play with his son, Bronny, LeBron Jr. Before he leaves the NBA, he would like to play with his son on the same team as his son. Here's a question. Is he going to try to get his son on the Los Angeles Lakers? Or if his son gets drafted and goes to the Philadelphia 76ers, will LeBron be a sixer? LeBron is the only player in the NBA, star, superstar player, let me say that, that seems like he can get away with playing for anybody without consequences and without repercussions. Steph Curry... You saved, even though LeBron, LeBron's team won, you were part of LeBron's team winning. You saved the NBA All-Star Weekend. They just should not have had a dunk contest at all. That's all I'm going to say about that. We got a lot more coming your way. When we come back, we got to talk about this thing with Jawan Howard. So keep it in tune right here to this sick 
show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part two in the days of twos, in the months of twos, in the years of twos. To this sick show. Hey, it's almost that time again when the whole BGC Sports Network family comes together at the all new TJ's Catfish and Wings 4261 in South Arlington. You don't want to miss it. I think it's 4261 Green Oaks Boulevard. Yes, that's what it is. Going off the top of my dome, don't have my paper in front of me, but it's 4261 Green Oaks Boulevard. I think it's 516. Yes, 516 (laughs) in South Arlington. It has been renovated. And it has been made ready for the BGC Sports Network to come back in and for you to join us for the overhype, unofficial, and slightly censored Giraffe Talk. That's April 28th. That's a Thursday at 7 p.m. The whole BGC SN family is going to be there and we're going to talk about the NFL draft, who's going where, why they are going, who's not going somewhere, and we're all going to make our picks to see if we're all right, if we're all wrong, or if we're going to split it down the middle. And we may even have some special guests. So you don't want to miss it. We'll be on Facebook Live in case you can't come out to TJ's Catfish and Wings 4261 Green Oaks Boulevard. The overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored draft talk. You don't want to miss it. We have a ball when we do this thing at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington. Oh, and TJ's has a new menu too, so check them out. Uh, I believe it's T. Uh, well, you know what? Google TJ's Catfish and Wings. You'll see their new menu, and I think they got some ribs on that menu too, as well as that ultimate catfish. All right. So you've heard, you've probably seen, you've probably listened. To what happened with Jawan Howard and the Michigan men's basketball team as they were thoroughly upset by the Wisconsin Badgers 77 to 63 on this past Sunday. Jawan Howard appeared to be very upset because the coach of Wisconsin, Greg Gard, 
called a timeout with 15 seconds left while holding a 15-point lead. And Jawan Howard took exception to it to win. They were in the line and they were... Um, the players were, you know, showing good sportsmanship and they were shaking hands. And Jawan Howard decided to point his finger at Coach Guard. Coach Guard seemed to be saying something to him. And before you know it, Jawan Howard took a shawang. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now. As the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh, my God. Trying to get separated, and there's no doubt it all stems from the timeout by Greg Gard. Now, that's not an excuse for this, but that is what angered Jawan Howard, and it spilled over into this. And you saw Howard and Greg Gard nose to nose. I knew, I knew he was... I wouldn't be happy either, but there's no excuse for this. Coach... Howard was livid, to say the least. Tempers flared, and then all of a sudden, with guard going back at Howard, and they was going back and forth, then all of a sudden, Howard just reached out, and and it's hard to say. He took a swing. Let me just say that. You, you hear what the announcer said, and that sound was courtesy of CBS Sports. Um, you, when you watch it over and over again, it was an open-handed slap to the head of the Wisconsin assistant coach, Joe Krabenhoff. And it wasn't a closed fist. It, it was almost like Jawan was like, I'm going to punch this dude, but I bet not punch him with a closed fist. I'm just going to slap him and try to grab his biscuit. And then he pulled his hand back and it, and, and it came into a fist. If you watch that video, I watched that video, I know, 10 times to make sure that his hand was not closed. Now, of course, fines came down afterwards and Jawan Howard has been suspended for five games. And also, I think they got him for $40,000. Folks, can I just say that is the most expensive slap I have ever seen. If I'm going to get fined $40,000, then I'm really going to slap the fool out of you. Because I know I'm about to get suspended. The slap was 
hesitant. I'm not. I'm not saying that it should have happened. It should not have happened. It should have never gotten that far. And I'm gonna tell you this, Greg Gard, Coach Greg Gard of Wisconsin, you didn't have to do that. You were wrong, and wrong as wrong could be, you were wrong. You're up. What is it? 77 to 63 was the final score. You're up. What the heck are you calling a timeout for with 15 seconds left to go? You trying to showboat? I'd rather you keep scoring than for you to go ahead and 15 seconds left on the clock. I have never, ever seen a team do that. We have had some nemesis back in the day when I played college ball. High school ball and college ball. We had a nemesis. Our nemesis was West Virginia State. The coach, Greg Karsh, I believe that was Coach Karsh back then, was his name, would have never did some foolishness like that. If you're whooping us, you know what he would have did? He would have put in his third string. And West Virginia State was good enough. Their third string probably would <laughs> Probably would have been Well I won't say It would have been closer I'll put it that way But That's How you show mercy What you calling 15 seconds left to go You go call a timeout You've already won the game I'm sorry I would have been asking The same question because Jawan Howard, you could clearly hear him. If you really listen to the audio, he, you, he said to Greg Gard, I'm going to remember this. No, 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 no. Don't try to explain to me what you did. I'm going to remember this. And then the assistant coach came over and said something. And it was like, you know, uh, um, he was like being pulled back. That You know, people was getting in between them. Players was getting in between them. And then all of a sudden, Jawan slapped the assistant coach. The assistant coach said something. I'm not going to put words in people's mouths. I haven't heard exactly the audio. I don't know who caught that audio. I don't know if, if we can find that audio. Something was said to provoke Jawan Howard to take a swing. But at the same time, that unnecessary timeout, 15 seconds left to go. You're already up 77 to 63. Okay, we're not going to win in 15 seconds. What the crap? Are you calling a timeout for? Jawan Howard, as you heard, they started going at it. The players jumped in because they're going to protect their coach on both sides. You can't blame the players for that. I'm not going to sit there and let my coach go into a scuffle with the other coach or coaches. And not have my coach's back Because I know my coach would have my back It reminds me of when um, Not Stan Van Gundy but the, the other Van Gundy brother I can't think of his name right now When he went out and um, One of his players got assaulted By another player Or coach or something like that Another player And, and Van Gundy went up there he grabbed the dude's legs He was trying to pull him down To get him off his player That's a coach you want to play for right there That coach is down for whatever It's not 
Right. If it had been a closed fist, I promise you, Juwan Howard would not have a job as head coach at Michigan right now. I think they took into consideration that it was an open-handed slap and a grab. Slap and grab, yeah, you, you, the fact that it got that far and you allowed it to get that far, you've got to be suspended. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. I'm fine with that. The fact that he is a head coach of a Division I team in the Big Ten, one of the biggest conferences, in, in the NCAA yeah you you had to come down on it yeah you should have kept your composure yes coach Howard you should have kept your composure but 40,000 has to come out of my pocket because I slapped and grabbed because I slabbed you come on Y'all know how big they do. I'm I'm going to pull everything together and make it one word so I don't keep having to say slapped and grabbed. He slapped him. That's it. And now he has to pay for it. Five game suspension and 40,000. Bro. 40,000. I didn't see anything handed out to the players as of yet where they're going to be game suspension for the players. I hope they keep it between the coach. Like I said, the players were back in their coach up. I had to do the same thing. Look, if my boss right here at the BGC Sports Network has to get down and Dirty. He has to put them hands on somebody. And at that moment, I'm going to try to calm him down. But if he puts hands on somebody and somebody puts hands on him, oh, let me just say this. Somebody puts hands on him. Now, I'll tell him he's wrong if he puts the hands on him. But if somebody puts hands on him, guess what I'm going to do? I'ma have my boss's back. That's the way I roll. I'm a real J. I'm a ride or die J. I'ma be there for my ninja. And I'ma make sure my ninja wins the battle. I'm doing everything I can. OG Kane and all. I'm going to try to trip you. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to throw you down and then trip and fall on you. And let this 461 pounds do its job. Along with gravity, with a real gravity assist. <laughs> And come down hard on you. Greg Gard is wrong. You were wrong 
Wrong is wrong In the wrong place Wrong time Wrong situation uh, Wrong for calling it And wrong for trying to defend it You was wrong 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 is wrong But Ooh That was a big butt You Shouldn't have said nothing to him You shouldn't have said nothing to the coach Good game coach And then went on by You came to him trying to explain Why you did what you did Watch the video Go on YouTube Watch the video Go on CBS Sports Watch the video Greg Gard came to Jawan Howard He knew he was wrong for doing it And he knew Jawan was highly upset at him If you know someone is highly upset I, I, I tell my kids this all the time I tell my wife this all the time Why you want to poke a bear That is already agitated Leave the bear alone He ain't bothering you Cause he looking at you And growling at you As long as he ain't put his hands on you Why you wanna poke a bear But that's what happened The bear was poked And the bear responded in kind No it wasn't right it was not right on anybody's part. It shouldn't have happened. And if the coach of Wisconsin would not have called that timeout, you've already embarrassed him by beating him 77 to 63 or 77 68, whatever it was. Then it would not have been any repercussions to begin with. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about this Brian Flores thing. We're going to talk about what the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell had to say about it. And this is my time to talk about it. Everybody else has talked about it. I'm going to talk about it now. So you do not want to miss it. Make sure you stay in tune right here on this Six Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part tray of This Sick Show. Hey, are you needing a quick, fast, safe, and reliable moving company? Well, search no more because Midnight Hour Moving has you covered. At Midnight Hour Moving, their goal is to provide hassle-free moves from start to finish. Midnight Hour Moving can also provide packing supplies, safe and secure warehouse storage, plus they can move you anywhere in the great state of Texas, both to and from the DF Dub. So call Midnight Hour Moving today at 817-399-1300. That's 817-399-1300. As for Marcus Brown, or go to MidnightHourMoving.com and get moving. 
and absolutely make sure to tell them you heard it right here on the BGC Sports Network and this sick show. Okay. Everybody on this network and other networks were speaking about the controversy that happened uh, concerning Brian Flores not getting a coaching head coaching job because of his skin color. Everybody talked about this And I listened to the pundits And the other people I listened to the left wing I listened to the right wing I listened to the people Straight down the middle The ones down south And the ones up north And I'm telling you right now Everybody had their diverse opinion About what happened Even President Biden weighed in on the controversy he basically said that NFL commissioner Roger Goddell should do something about this basically the NFL's coaching ranks in an interview that aired a couple of Sundays ago saying the league has not lived up to the standard it committed to in hiring more black or minority head coaches. This is what President Biden said. He specifically echoed the comments made by NFL Commissioner Roger Goddell uh, who contended that the NFL won't tolerate discrimination. Roger Goddell, if you remember correctly, he was the one that came out and said, we were wrong. Y'all remember that, don't you? When it comes to violence and things happening against blacks in the community, we were wrong. And the commissioner pointed out that they haven't lived up to what they committed to. They haven't lived up to being open about hiring more minorities to run teams. Goddell said they're going to take a look at whether they can meet the standard. And the standard was set by someone who said this is something we should do. President Biden said the NFL, because of its broad influence, should be held to a reasonable standard. There goes that word again. When it comes to diversity issues and roughly 70% of players in the NFL are people of color. Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers for now is the only black head coach in the league. Well, no, I take it back. Lovey Smith came in with his grumpy looking beard looking old as Methuselah. 
to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. So I take that back. There's now two black head coaches. And I guess because this is Black History Month and uh, this is the month of twos, like I told you before, two for the day, two for the year, two for the month. Now we got two black head coaches in the league. Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders and Robert Selah of the New York Jets are the minority head coaches in the NFL. They're the other minority head coaches in the NFL. Rivera's parents were Puerto Rican and Mexican and Selah is of Lebanese descent and a practicing Muslim. The whole idea that a league that is made up of so many athletes of color, y'all, that's so diverse, can't find more than now two African-American qualified, quote, coaches? Huh. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely indecent it doesn't make any sense see some people don't understand the Rooney rule came out and it was because of I don't want to go deep into it but discrimination against blacks when it comes to coaching that's always been in the NFL the Rooney rule says that you have to sit down with a minority an African American if they want to try for the job, you have to sit down and, and, and it has to be an interview with them. But here's where the Rooney rule falls short. It says that you have to have an actual interview with African-Americans for a head coach position in the NFL. But it doesn't say you have to hire them. It, it, it doesn't stop you from having your mind made up that you're going to go get a Caucasian coach. And because your mind is made up, you're just going through the motions with a black contender. How do you stop that? I mean, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate but how do you really really stop that from happening let's say if the shoe was on the other foot which it'll never be but if the shoe was on the other foot and there had to be a rule about having Caucasian or people of European descent to come in and you have to sit down with them and have an interview with them to see if they're qualified to be the head coach in your league and your league is made up of all black head coaches now you've already made your mind up because if you were black you're going to say well let's hire more black coaches 
and you will already have your mind made up regardless of what comes through that door I'm hiring a black coach the same could be said of that so I'm not trying to downplay how serious this is we need more black head coaches in the NFL Major League Baseball and the NBA we need to see more black head coaches in charge of these teams especially when the majority of your team when at least 71, 72% of your team is made up of blacks African Americans Black Indians, Blindians, whatever. You you you've got to take that in consideration. So the rule needs to change. And my thing is this: if you have a black head coach who absolutely has the experience, he has the necessary credentials to be the head coach. You pass him up For someone of the Caucasian persuasion There needs to be some kind of penalty For that When you know That that man who was trying for that job Actually Deserved that job It's a slippery slope It is a fine line It is a majority gray area. It is, at this moment, what it is. How do we we get around that? Hit me up at this sick show. At this sick host. What do we do about it? How do we get around it? How do we make sure that blacks who are absolutely worthy of the positions get the positions that they go out for because of their resume, because they put in work, because they are the candidate for the position? How do we make sure they get that position. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what we could possibly say or do to make that a reality. And the same goes if it's Native Americans, if it's Asian Americans, it's the same thing. Same thing. If they are worthy of the position, they need to have it. It shouldn't be about skin color. Folks, this is 2022. Racism is real on every level. 
racism is real and the thing about it is as long as we keep letting it be as real as it is and we keep letting these folks dictate to us how they want to run things it's going to always be around there's not going to be any overcoming it we all got to work together we all got to stop this foolishness we all got to see each other as human beings we all have to do what we got to do we all got to play our role we all need to write into the NFL about this we need to write to the MLB about it we need to write to the NBA about it we want to see more African American Native American uh, Asian American we want to see more diversity in professional leagues there was a story on I think it was News 8 I was watching and they were talking about Coppell High School and they were talking about this team that has Asian Americans it has uh, 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 of course black Americans and it, and it has Native Americans it, it, it just has different cultures Muslims everything on the team and they work as a team the shame of it is it takes a high school team like this to let us know we are wrong as wrong could be I'm done coming up next hashtag brother baseball Mr. Willie Epting Jr. you don't want to miss what he's bringing forward and make sure you make it back here on this Show. Whoa.